This is Crewcast, a podcast about the most infamous fucking band in rock history, Motley Crew. Your host, Jason, fellow crew head. Of course, this podcast is for crew heads by crew heads. And on this episode, we talk Pam and Tommy, the Hulu miniseries. If you've yet to subscribe to the podcast, do so wherever you're listening. And hey, do us a favor, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're listening on Spotify, leave a five-star rating and spread the word. Tell a fellow crew head that Crewcast is back and we'll be putting out weekly episodes for you guys. So uh, make sure to check it out each and every Motley Monday. That's right. That's what we're calling it. We drop them on Mondays for you. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. All right. So I did a poll on the Instagram. You guys wanted Pam and Tommy. So for this first episode of talking about Pam and Tommy, we're just going to do a breakdown of the real people around it. Primarily, Rand Gautier. A weird dude. Interesting fucking guy, right? The guy that stole the tape and uh, started the distribution of it all. Of course, uh, Pam and Tommy out on Hulu. We know the two main characters, of course, Lily James. Uh, she did a great job. I really thought she was an excellent actress in this. Uh, this is actually the first thing I've seen her in, to uh, my recollection. Sebastian Stan, of course, the Winter Soldier, playing Tommy Lee and his dick. All right, the dick was prosthetic, but he was quite funny. And uh, if you've never read Tommy's book, Tommy Land, Tommy does have conversations with his dick in the book. So they did a good job of using that in the show. But if you want to know the primary basis for what the show is uh, written on and formatted off of, it was an amazing article by Amanda Chicago Lewis, very talented writer. She wrote a 2014 Rolling Stone article, Pam and Tommy, the untold story, the world's most infamous sex tape. She actually did sit down with Rand Gautier in it. The show is produced by Point Grey Pictures, which Seth Rogen is one of the people that started Point Grey, along with Evan Goldberg, who he's done many a different things with and developed so much different stuff. So no wonder he was in the show. Sebastian Stan, Tommy Lee, it was originally supposed to be James Franco, but he left the project in December of 2020. Of course, there's been a lot of backlash around James Franco, some different speculations or even things he has or hasn't confirmed, but we're not fucking talking about that. We're talking about the show. Also in there as Uncle Milty, Nick Offerman, who did a really great job, and Taylor Schilling as uh, Erica Gautier. Now, the show, of course, does focus on Pam and Tommy, their perspectives throughout their interactions, but a lot with Rand Gautier. So I thought some of you may not know who the fuck Rand Gautier is, because guess what? I didn't really ever pay much attention to Rand Gautier. I did remember reading this article in Rolling Stone, and it was pretty pretty interesting dude. And, you know, he did steal the tape from Pam and Tommy Lee's home. Because he really wanted revenge for Tommy. The, the, the truth is that Tommy did owe him $20,000 for the work that he had done as an electrician. Uh, so he kind of wanted to destroy Tommy. But it seemed the opposite it happened to Tommy Lee. He kind of seemed publicly, and this is just my perception. You guys might disagree. Who knows behind closed doors? I'm sure it had such a profound effect, obviously, on Pamela, but also their relationship. At that time, you know, it was like Motley Crue, Motley Crue, one of the most infamous bands in rock history, which they are, if not the most. But Tommy seemed above 
it all at that time. And I'm sure that that stuff, you know, can get to your head, uh, be it ego wise or emotionally in a good or bad way. Who knows? But Rand Gauthier was quoted as saying in his interview in Rolling Stones, I made his career is what happened. At the time, uh, when Gautier was interviewed in 2014, he was still an electrician growing marijuana out of his California garage and he was 57. Uh, that story in Rolling Stones, uh, retold in Pam and Tommy, is real. Now, some of the sequences and events and names have been changed and the accuracy is up for questioning. But, as in this article upon which the series is based, Gautier... Uh, was he he takes center stage of course you know he's kind of the instigator but who really was Rand Gautier he had an interesting life um he grew up in LA his mother was a Jehovah's Witness um and as a young person he developed an interest in cults and conspiracies which we'll get onto that more a little bit later about what he's doing now. Before he met Tommy Lee, Gautier was a porn star of sorts. Yeah, check this out. He dated a porn actress in the 1980s, joined her on camera under the name Austin Moore. He performed in over 70 adult videos in the 90s. He even married his co-star, divorced, and then beginning dating more actresses. So when uh, Rand Gautier was a porn star, he went by the name Austin Moore. But he had to have worked in some great titles, right? Well, yes, of course. He starred in Butt Light, Queen of Rears, Wonder Rears, The Backdoor Club Part 1, Miracle on 69th Street, and, of course... We all know and love Big Bust Babes number 11. What a great list of titles he had. He was also an electrician on sets of uh, porn shoots and everything else, as well as working as a freelancer. And uh, he worked at the Lee residence for three months before being fired. And at that time, Gautier was owed $20,000. But he was fed up with Lee and Anderson. He wanted out. And when he and the general contractor came back to get their tools, as this is laid out in Rolling Stones, Gautier says, Lee did point a gun at him and said, get the fuck off my property. Of course, at that point is when, and it's laid out in Pam and Tommy, that he started staking out the residence. And that's when he told reporter Amanda Chicago Lewis, who wrote the article in Rolling Stone, that he came up with the idea of disguising himself in a white fur rug so he could look like the couple's dog to elude security cameras. Um, Gautier claims he went up to the couple's bedroom before stealing the safe. He sawed it open after he left the property, which it shows. And then at that point, he was working in uh, North Hollywood at a porn studio he took the tape there. Him and his partner made copies of it uh, before they destroyed the originals. Of course, Uncle Milton has played out in the show. And they tried to find distributors, which uh, who was going to take this tape with the legality behind it? Because guess what? When you have performers on tapes, you have to have a signed release. The two individuals absolutely did not. Uh, the two eventually got funding from a man with connections to the New York mob family. And they would advertise online, sell and ship tapes. But, of course, about this time, you know, it's all VHS stuff, right? So what happened? People that were making copies also were making copies for themselves and selling it to make some quick cash. Now, the tapes, of course, got out there, and Gautier was soon accosted by a biker gang who had been hunting down the distributors. Um, there were rumors 
and I state rumors that Lee used connections with the Hells Angels to find Gautier. This has never been confirmed nor denied, uh, and I doubt it ever will. Uh, but by now, the tape was everywhere. I mean, I believe at this time I was like 19 or 20, and I'd like to say I've never seen parts or bits of this tape, but I have, and probably most of you have too. Uh, come around 97, Gautier and his partner, they were forced to close the site, still never paying the mob link backer that they arranged, and Gautier ended up working as a collector for the mob to pay back his debt. Gautier was really an odd kind of life. Um, Lewis, the author of the article, uh, was quoted as saying he was a guy who on his 18th birthday lost his virginity to a Vegas hooker. He was an L.A. boy through and through struggling to disassociate himself with his famous father. Yeah, his father was an actor in the original Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway, played a robot in the 60s sitcom Get Smart. Then by the 90s, Gautier had gleaming tan muscles, he's a broad shoulders, uh, an eager guy, trusting smile, and she states that his voice uh, reminded her of a cross between a surfer and Ernie from Sesame Street. Most people dismiss him as a doofus, a conspiracy theorist who likes fast, powerful cars and dating porn stars. He even did some scenes himself and spent his time hanging around adult film studios, building sets, and hanging out with the starlets. A studio troll is what they called him, as she quoted from people that she interviewed about Gautier. Of course, the tape is circulating, right, beyond everyone's control, because with VHS, it was so damn easy, right, to make a copy. Gautier focused on his electrical work and distanced himself from friends who believed he was hoarding massive profits. He later moved up the coast to get away. From what I've been able to find, he lives somewhere in Washington now. Um, whether or not that's accurate, uh, I couldn't say. Uh, I'm not an investigative journalist, and I really don't re- want to speak with Rand Gautier. <laughs> But uh, but nonetheless, still interesting. Uh, he said he sometimes tells people he stole the tape, even if they don't believe him. He's quoted as saying, it was cute. Uh, they're in love and a couple, and they're just having fun with each other, and I think it's great. He said, I'm jealous. I wish I had something like that. But uh, Rand Gautier... Where is he now? Well, an online bio and what happens to appear to be Gautier's blog says he's still working as an electrician and he's writing a book uh, which will investigate the nature of magic and symbolism in religion, which they do a pretty interesting job of uh, if you didn't catch the little points where he talks about that in the show, that these are things of interest for him. The show is is pretty intriguing it at least draws us back in for all of us that that remember that time for sure and i'm sure it drew so many different people from so many different areas who uh found it profound it really became a part of pop culture and really that first big celebrity sex tape who else followed after that kim kardashian right she had one of these things that got out there and leaked so uh really a totally some very interesting circumstances for sure Going back to some of the other cast of characters, you know, Lily James, British actress, did a good job. Sebastian Stan did a good job as well. And uh, overall, the show is a well-done show. I found it compelling. Some of it I thought was bullshit. Uh, Some of the stuff, highly amusing and funny. I do find the stuff where Tommy, the character of Tommy, is talking to his dick because uh, that was some shit that I found really funny in Tommy Lee's book, Tommy Land. And uh, that stuff we'll touch on 
more as the podcast continues to go and grow and everything else. Of course, uh, there were eight episodes done. I'm going to try to bring some other crew heads and we'll do uh, some watch-alongs where we'll sit and talk about all the different episodes, some of our takes, maybe even crack-wise and some different jokes throughout. Uh, But so far, the reception for the show has been pretty good. Most people do accept it. The vast majority is made up. It's entertainment. It's not a documentary. And if you go with that mindset of it, that this isn't a documentary and don't let it get get too fired up, that it's based on real occurrences then, you know, you kind of can stomach it a little bit better. With this show, I feel really bad for several people involved. Uh, I'm not sure how Tommy really looks at it all and how he's kind of reconciled the occurrences around the release of the sex tape. And, you know, despite his flamboyant personality and, of course, you know, all this crazy stories we know, Tommy Lee running around naked and everything else, probably not afraid of his his nudity and, and so on. And of course, uh, Pamela Anderson did Pose and Playboy and all those things. But there's a real difference when it becomes your intimacy, and I just don't mean sexually, but, but their whole romance and love that they had going on. That's really like what the tape showed in addition to the sexual stuff, of course. But a real violation and I could see a trauma. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Tommy several times, was always really kind to me. Everyone in the room, if you were talking to him, his sole focus was on you. Just the nicest guy from my experience. And I also did see Pam and Tommy's uh, little boys. This was after their divorce was backstage. It's at a Motley Crue concert where I got to meet him. And they were the sweetest little kids at the time. So this was, you know, many years ago. I believe it's the Red, White and Crew tour that, that followed when they got back together and put out put out that compilation album. So, you know, this this tape being out there did affect a lot of people, especially uh, Pamela. She did talk about, you know, that she would never see the show, never acknowledge the show at all. To follow that up, she was pretty silent about everything because it wasn't really done with their participation authorization. But she did say that she would be sharing the true story of it all. She put out on her Instagram, uh, along with uh, Netflix letterhead, where she said, my life, a thousand imperfections, a million uh, misperceptions, wicked, wild, and lost, nothing to live up to. She says, I can only surprise you, not a victim, but a survivor, and alive to tell the real story. Pamela. So we could see that hitting Netflix, no word on when it is. So, you know, her perspective on how everything went down. Anyways, crew heads, I want to keep this one good and short, kind of focus a little bit more on Rand Gautier so you get some background on him. And I definitely appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. Don't forget to hit the link in the uh, description. You can follow us uh, on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And there's also a TikTok up there now. I'm going to try to get out more content as we go along. I'll be able to pull some different video clips and things 
that'll be pertinent to uh, each topic on every podcast. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Of course, Apple Podcast. Leave that five star rating review. Spotify. You can leave a five star rating as well. And we're pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. And if we're not on your preferred platform, do me a favor. Shoot me a direct message or an email or something. TheCrewCast at gmail.com and I'll make sure I get it up on that platform. And I know I've had a couple people say, hey, get up on YouTube. Well, I'm going to do my best that I can. Of course, some of the footage and things that I'll be pulling from throughout the podcast, I won't have rights or access to, so I will do my best to get it out there for you guys and keep it entertaining. All right, crew heads, don't forget, we'll have another episode coming for you each and every Monday because... Motley, it's Monday, makes fucking sense, right? All right, crew heads are the best, fuck the rest.